Hello, I'm Dr. Jonathan Barker, pastor here at Amazing Grace Baptist Church in Mount Airy, North Carolina. I would like to personally thank you for taking out time today to tune in to our preaching podcast. We hope that this message will be a great encouragement to your heart today. Let's go back to the book of 2 Corinthians tonight. 2 Corinthians, and we'll pick back up in chapter number 4 where we left off at this morning. Let me say this. After service tonight, if I could see all of the men um, from the church in my office for about five minutes, and I know that um, it'll be crowded for just a second, but um, that'll be all right. All of the men, and um, uh, if you're a man and you're here tonight, if you'll step back in my office for just a couple minutes, um, I want to talk to you about something and has nothing to do with spiritual things. Amen. Um, it's just a little outing for us as the men that I've been thinking about. It's something that um, I do each year, that I go on each year, and uh, I enjoy it. And I was thinking today, you know what? We may try to put together a little trip for all of our men uh, um, to go on on this, and um, it'll be a day trip. So I want to talk to you after service, and um, we'll we'll talk about that. So do remember that um, if you're 18 years old or above, you meet with me back in the office for just a minute, all right? And uh, we'll look at that. 2 Corinthians chapter number 4. Um, then let me say this is you're finding your place. Um, we talked about voting next Sunday as far as um, um, what to do with the retention pond. We talked about that a little bit. I got enough feedback after service this morning. There really isn't even no need to vote on that. Um, so I just went ahead and pulled the trigger for um, everything to be engaged with it engineer tomorrow to start um, a redesign of that to put all of that underground and um, I think that that's going to look a whole lot better and we'll have a front yard again so um, 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 we'll get the ball rolling on that. 2 Corinthians chapter number 4 I want to talk to you a little bit again tonight about the um, um, this subject of feigning in the ministry. And look at this just a little bit tonight and uh, see if the Lord will give us something. In 2 Corinthians chapter number 4, let's stand in honor and reverence to the reading of God's Word. 2 Corinthians chapter number 4, um, uh, if you're planning on going to the winter meeting and you've not made your reservations yet, I encourage you to do that. And uh, man, I am so excited about that winter meeting. Man, we're going to have a great time at it. And um, it's my favorite meeting of the year is that meeting at Turkey Cove Baptist Church and I know it'll be great. 2 Corinthians chapter number 4, look in verse number 1. Therefore seeing we have this ministry as we have received mercy we faint not but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty not walking in craftiness nor handling the word of God deceitfully but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid the them that are lost. Now look with me, um, look with me in um, verse number 16. The Bible says this, For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man 
is renewed day by day. Father, I pray that you'd help us for just a little while again tonight. I pray, God, that you'd give us what we stand in need of. Father, use us, God, uh, as we preach tonight, God. Father, I pray, Lord, that you'd encourage our hearts, Father. And, uh, God, may we continue, Father, in what you've called us to do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. You can be seated tonight. I began this morning looking at this uh, and uh, talking some on this thought of not feigning uh, in the ministry that God has put you in. And um, uh, we talked about where the Bible said, therefore seeing we have this ministry, uh, that that word ministry right there is simply service. Uh, um, we all have a service to God. We have something that God uh, has for us to do. And uh, here's what we looked at this morning. We looked at um, um, physically some different things that cause us to faint, but I want to look at that a little bit more tonight, but um, uh, we looked at Paul's realization. Paul said, uh, therefore seeing we uh, have this ministry. He said, we have this ministry. He said, we have received mercy. He said, we faint not. Of course, verse 16 says, uh, we faint not again. We talked about Galatians 6, 9, where the Bible said, uh, let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. And that word weary right there uh, in Galatians 6, 9 is the same Greek word uh, that the word faint comes from. It's the same thing. And he's saying that if we faint not in the ministry that God put us in, uh, that there is a reaping that will come one day. I don't know about you, but I love those reaping days. Amen. And I want to remain faithful so that I can reap in days to come. And uh, we talked about his realization. He says, we have this ministry. It's not about me. It's about the Lord first and foremost. Uh, and it's about our church as a whole. Uh, um, I can't do everything. You can't do everything. But when each of us does what we can, uh, then the job will get done. Um, you know, a lot of times, and I'm the world's worst not to recognize um, these people, but a lot of times we take for granted that every Sunday morning uh, we have somebody in our youth church working in our youth church, somebody out there with the kids, now Brother Aaron and Miss Bethany, uh, Brother Bailey and Miss Rachel's working hand to hand together out there. Every Sunday morning your kids are out there. Um, um, they're getting a lesson. They're getting a snack. Um, I couldn't go out there and do that because I'm in here. Brother Matt couldn't go out and do that because he's leading singing. Miss Tanya couldn't go out and do that because she's playing the piano. But when everybody does what they can do, uh, the functions of the church continue. So he realized that his ministry uh, was not just about himself, but we have a ministry. And then there was his remembrance. He realized uh, that he, the, the reason that we're able to do this is because of the mercies uh, of God. And may we remember uh, that the reason we're able to do what we do is because there was a day that God extended a mercy to us. Amen. And I don't know about anybody else, but I'm very thankful for the mercies of God. I'm very thankful that I did not get what I deserved, but God showed me mercy. And the reason we have a 
ministry is because of the mercies of God. Now, the result of fainting would ultimately be this in verse number three. But if our gospel be hid, uh, it is hid to them that are lost. Um, the world would not see Christ in us uh, if we throw in the ball or if we throw in the towel and we quit. Now, we looked a little bit at some causes of fainting this morning, but I want to go back and I really want to look at three different things and dive into it just a little bit more. I thought about this. What causes pastors to faint? Um, there's a lot of guys that used to pastor. They no longer pastor. Um, they're no longer in the ministry. And uh, I thought about this, and, I, and I, I, I've read a bunch of stuff on um, uh, different things about pastors and uh, a bunch of statistics uh, in a book that Brother Broy Hill recommended to me about pastoral statistics. And um, one of the leading causes uh, of pastors quitting today is simply burnout. They get burnt out in the ministry. They have to do everything, and they get burnt out in the ministry. And, you know, I was talking to um, Brother Aaron and Brother Josh this morning. They um, was driving the van, and they'll always come in the uh, the the office before they leave and um, we was talking a little bit and I was talking about burnout. You know I've heard a lot of people say this, I'd rather burn out than rust out. I don't want to do either one because if you burn out or if you rust out, guess what? You're out. I'm not interested in rusting out, but I'm definitely not interested in burning out because either way, man, you're out. I'm interested in staying in the fight, amen. But a lot of pastors, it's because of burnout in the ministry. It's because they don't have people that will come alongside of them, catch their vision with them, and do something with them. Can I say something to you tonight? I'm very thankful that I don't have to worry about that at Amazing Grace, man. Um, the people work together, um, we, we catch the vision, uh, and we do something about it. But a lot of pastors suffer from that, and I think that is probably the leading cause to pastors uh, throwing in the towel. But I thought about this, what causes Christians to faint? Just people in general, when you look around uh, and, and you see that or you think about that person that used to be on the pew, what causes them to faint? I think the leading cause, and I'm going to give you three things and we're going to look at them more in depth, but I think the leading cause of people getting out today is this right here. They get their eyes off Jesus. They get their eyes off him. They look at everybody else. They look at everybody else's attitude. They take something somebody else said that they meant absolutely nothing about it. They allow the devil to plant a seed in their mind and they sit around in that bruise in their mind and before you know it, they're mad at everybody in the church. Their face shows it. Their emotions show it. And they're upset with that. Why? Because they got their eyes off Jesus. I, I, God help us. Matter of fact, what did the Bible say in Hebrews chapter number 12? He said this, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. He didn't say looking unto the pastor. The pastor ought to be there for you. He ought to be a role model for you. His wife ought to be a role model for you. But he never said looking unto the pastor and his wife. He said looking unto Jesus, 
uh, the author and the finisher of our faith. We must keep our focus uh, on the Lord Jesus Christ. I can't focus on you. You can't focus on me. If I focus on you, I'll quit. If you focus on me, you'll quit. We must keep our focus on the Lord Jesus Christ. And I really believe the number one cause of people throwing in the towel and quitting is simply they get their eyes off Jesus. Why do we do what we do? We do it because of the mercies that we have received from the Lord. That's why we do. Let me show you three things tonight, and I dealt with these a little bit this morning, but let's look at them more tonight. The cause is a feigning tonight. He said, therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercies, we faint not. We faint not. Evidently, somebody had been fainting because he said we faint not. He's exhorting them not to faint. Have you ever read something and thought, man, that's dumb? Have you ever read something like that? Have you ever been reading um, uh, uh, an instruction manual or do's and don'ts? Whenever you read one of them, you think, why in the world is that in there? That's dumb. Brother Scotty, I, Brother Scotty reads um, stuff like that all the time and reviews stuff like that all the time and his position at work. And, and if you ever, Brother Scotty, had to, to either rewrite a policy or reiterate a policy because somebody done something dumb, the reason that's in there is because somebody done that. Are you with me? Y'all hear me right there? Have you ever stand been looking at something that, and it says something like this? Do not jump in the shark-infested waters. Why? Because somebody's jumped in it. Let me tell you the reason Paul is saying we faint not because evidently there were some people at the church of Corinth. He has went in and corrected some wrongs that they had had. Uh, and you know what? Every once in a while, hear me and hear me well right here. Every once in a while, the man of God uh, will preach the word of God. And if he's preaching the word of God, you're not mad at him. You're mad at God. You don't have a problem with me. You have a problem with the Bible. If I'm pre Amen goes right there. If I'm preaching the Bible and I can back up what I'm saying by the Word of God, you have a problem with our policies and procedures. Amen. And you know what happened? Paul goes in, straightens some things out, and evidently there's some people got upset and it's about to throw in the towel. And he says, hey, look, we've got a ministry. We've got something to do. God's been good to us. We cannot faint now. If anybody, if anybody had a reason to faint, it was the apostle Paul. Let me read you something. Let me read you something right. Listen to this in chapter number 11. He said, chapter number 11, verse number 23. He said, are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more. In laborings more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prison more frequent, in deaths oft. Paul said, it was often that I was about to die. Listen to what he says. Of the Jews, five times received I 40 stripes, save one. Five different times. Sure, what Paul said? Listen to what he says. Thrice was I beaten with the rods, 
Once was I stoned, thrice I suffered shipwreck, a night and a day I have been in the deep. In journeyings oft, in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils of mine own countrymen. What about that? In perils of mine own countrymen. And, 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 and let me just say something right there. There's times that in the ministry, in the service of God, there'll be perils of our own countrymen. There'll be, now I'm just going to preach to you tonight, okay? There'll be those in the house of God that'll come against you and, and, and raise their head up because they don't know how to control their mouth and come against you. And that's what Paul said. In perils of my own countrymen, there is a practical application that can be made right there that you can be killed by friendly fire. Look what he says, in perils of my own countrymen. Then he says this, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren. There it is again having a form of godliness, denying the power, the power therein. If you can constantly talk about somebody and it don't bother you and God don't convict you, you need to get saved. In weariness and pain, uh, in painfulness, in watching often, in a hunger and thirst, in fasting often, in cold and naked, nakedness, besides those things that are without that which cometh upon me daily, the care of all the churches. Paul likens pastoring to everything he's just talked about. You say, the pastor don't do nothing. I wish you could walk a mile in my shoes. I'm just being honest with you. Paul says, besides all of that, the cares of the churches. But listen to what he says in verse number 29. Who is weak? And I'm not weak. Who is offended? And I burn not. If I must needs glory, I will glory of the things which concern my infirmities. The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is blessed forevermore, knoweth that I lie not. If anybody had a reason to faint, if anybody was going to throw in the towel, if anybody was going to walk away, I think Paul had a reason to. You know what he says? He says, we faint not. We faint not. What did he say in verse number 16? He said, for which cause we faint not. Here's some things that's causing people to faint. Number one, can I say this to you? Not fear tonight. Fear. Fear will cause us to faint. People fear men and fear to trust God at his word. A lot of people will not ever reach their full potential in the Christian service of God because of fear. And because they fear to allow God to use them the way that God wants to use them, they end up fainting along the way. Listen to what your Bible said. Your Bible said this, in 2 Timothy 1, 7, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Listen to what he said in Psalms 56, 3. What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. People are fainting tonight because of a fear of trusting God. Number two, I'm not going to be long tonight. Watch this. There's fear today. There's not only fear, but I think a lot of people right here 
is where they faint at because of fatigue. They just get tired. They just get tired. Listen to what the Bible said. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. Listen to what he says. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. You know what? We've got a very promise from God that when we... Why did Paul say, and let us not be weary or fainting in well-doing? Because Paul knew that along the way we was going to get weary. Paul knew that along the way... We was going to get tired. Paul knew that along the way uh, there was going to be times when we wanted to throw in the towel uh, because of being fatigued. But what did God say uh, in Isaiah 41.10? God has given us a promise that God will strengthen us. It's not in our own power. We don't serve God in our own power. It's in his power. We don't do what we do in our own power. We do it in his power. We don't teach Sunday school in our own power. We teach it in his power. We don't, we don't teach Awanas in our own power. We teach it in his power. People get fatigued. You know what? I, I thought about this. I, I, um, I thought about this not long ago. Not long ago, uh, right before Madeline started school, um, we took a few days off, and uh, our family's different. I could care less going where a bunch of people's at. I could care less to go to the beach where it's packed and people everywhere. I, I just, I, I just, I'm, I'm around people all the time. When I go somewhere, I like to go where nobody's at. And um, we took uh, a trip and went up to Burnsville, North Carolina and stayed in a cabin back in the middle of nowhere where nobody was at. And I loved every minute of it. I loved sitting on the front porch reading my Bible with a cup of coffee, looking out over the mountains and listening to the birds chirp. And I, I, I love being away from it. And, and when we come back, we stopped just out right before when you're coming down the parkway, right before you get back into Blowing Rock. And um, I can't remember the name of that little lake right there, but there's a lake right there, and you can kayak on that lake. And we stopped right there. And whenever we stopped there, um, Olivia and Madeline um, got in a kayak together. It was very interesting. And Victoria got in a kayak with me, and Miss Leslie was by herself. And um, while we was out there... I would tell Victoria, go like this and go like this. Don't do it. You, you paddle over here. I'm going to paddle over here. We'll paddle at the same time. Well, you know what? She'd be paddling this way. I mean, she's just 10 years old. She's just having a big old time. She's throwing water on her sisters. And you know what happened before long? I got fatigued from doing it by myself. So you know what I did? I told Victoria, I said, listen, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to count one two, three, switch. One, two, three, switch. One, two. And you know what? Man, it wasn't just a second. We went past Madeline and Olivia. Son, we was flying. Leslie couldn't keep up with us. Madeline was hollering at Olivia, telling Olivia to go like this, and Olivia was hollering at Madeline. They, would, they had done about cussed each other out. Me and Victoria, man, we was up on plane faster than a Triton bass boat going across. Why? Because we'd figured out how to work together and I wasn't fatigued no more. You see, in the ministry, if you try to do everything on your own, you're going to become fatigued. Could you imagine, and a lot of people don't know this, but Brother Matt can play the piano. He can actually play the piano very well. 
Could you imagine if Brother Matt got him a keyboard and set that keyboard up right here? And then maybe he got him a, um, one of those drums to go underneath it where he could take his foot and hit that drum with one foot. He could hold the sustain pedal with the other foot. He'd be, he'd be dancing before it's all said and done. And he tried to play the piano. And then uh, he had one of those things that he could loop around his neck and have a harmonica on it. You know, could you see him playing the piano, beating the drum, playing the harmonica, and leading the choir all at the same time? Let me tell you what it would be. It'd be quite comical. That's what it would be. Let me tell you what would happen. He would become fatigued from that. But what happens? He's got Miss Tanya on the piano. He's got other ones, but Tim and other ones on the instrument. He's got this one singing this one and this one singing this one and this one singing that. And you know what happens? It all comes out together and man, you've got a phenomenal choir. Why? Because everybody just decided we had this ministry. And when everybody's working together, there's not fatigue. What causes people? They get fatigued. They try to do everything on their own. What did he say? He said, I will strengthen thee. I thought about how do we get our strength. Can I say this? I get my strength from the Word of God. Can I say that to you tonight? I get my strength from praying to God. But can I tell you another way that I get my strength? I get my strength from the people of God. You said, preacher, why do you say the people of God? Because you are an encouragement to me. I hope I'm an encouragement to you. Now, I nobody say man whenever I said that, but we need each other. They quit because of fatigue. They quit because of fear. What causes people to faint? Let me give you one more tonight and I'll be done. They faint because of frustration. They just get frustrated. One time Madeline threw the paddle in and she said, I quit. Olivia said, I can do it better without you. <laughs> Are you with me? You parents understand what I'm saying right there, don't you? They get frustrated. You know what happens when you get frustrated? You not only hurt yourself, you hurt others around you. You ever said something you wish you hadn't said it? Brother Stan said all the time, and all three of his girls just busted out laughing. I really thought Miss Shannon was going to get a handkerchief out and shout right then. <laughs> Ever get frustrated? Say something you shouldn't say. Act the way you shouldn't act. Let me tell you the reason a lot of people think they get frustrated. They get frustrated over things. It's, it, frustration leads to anger. And you know what? It's okay to be angry but don't sin while you're angry. Because the Bible said be angry and what? Sin not. It's okay to be angry over things. Can I tell you something? I've been angry this week. And she said, I've been angry today. Can I make you a promise? I promise you I'll be angry at some point tomorrow. Matter of fact, we're supposed to have a pretty big meeting in the morning over some things on the building that's not right, and I'll probably end up being frustrated before it's all said and done. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pray before we ever start talking to the people when they get on site that God gives Brother Mark wisdom to say what he needs to say. <laughs> then I'm going to go back to my office. Frustration. 
Frustration causes a lot of people just to quit. They get frustrated. You know what you are tonight? Let me tell you what you are tonight. Human. And you're going to do things that frustrates me. Now say amen. Say amen. I want everybody on three to say amen. One, two, three. Amen. All right. You know what I am? This is where you don't say amen. I'm human, and I'm going to do things to frustrate you. Randy, <laughs> that was way too quick. I'm going to do things that frustrate you. There's some people that's not here tonight because of frustration. Look at what they're missing out on. Look at what I thought about some of the men that once was faithful to our church. So much this week working in that building. And I thought, golly, what they're missing out on. Why? Because of frustration. They fainted because of frustration. Let me read you something. Will you come start playing softly, please? Let me read you something. I read this today. A writer in his 50s had written a manuscript for a book and had sent it to several publishers without success. He grew so discouraged that he threw the manuscript into the waste uh, paper basket. His wife tried to salvage the manuscript, but he told her sternly, we've wasted enough time on it. I forbid you to remove it from the wastebasket. Undeterred, she decided to show the manuscript to at least one more publisher. When she arrived at the publisher's office, she pulled out the most unusual-looking proposal that the publisher had ever received. Underneath a wrapping of brown paper was a waste paper basket still holding the writer's manuscript. This way, she reasoned, she was not technically going against her husband's wishes. She did not remove the manuscript from the wastebasket. The publisher did it for her. And when he read it, he loved it. The writer in this story was a guy named Norman Vincent Peale. The manuscript was the power of positive thinking. The book that Peel tossed into the trash can eventually, the, root, the book that he tossed into the trash eventually sold 30 million copies. 30 million copies. Frustration caused us to quit when God or when blessings are just around the corner. I thought about this verse, 2 Corinthians 4 8. We are troubled on every side. We are troubled on every And you know what? That'd be frustrating. It'd be frustrating. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Paul goes on in this chapter exhorting us not to faint. And he says, we're troubled. 
but not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. The word perplexed means to be without resources, to be in straits, to be left wanting, to be embarrassed, to be in doubt, not to know which way to turn, to be at a loss with oneself, to not know how to decide or what to do, to be perplexed. Paul faced these emotions and circumstances, but was not in despair. God gives us the strength to face our frustrations and not to faint in the midst of our frustrations. Can I say that again? God gives us the strength to face our frustrations and not to faint in our frustrations. We are troubled on every side, yet not in yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Seeing we have this ministry, we faint not. Seeing we have this ministry. Look around, church. We've got a ministry. There's no time for fainting tonight. There, preacher, I'm frustrated. Well, you know what? <laughs> Welcome to the party, man. We all live in times like that. Can I say something to you? If you want to leave the church, you can. Sure, I just said you can. Nobody is going to stop you. I'm not going to beg you to stay. Let me tell you the reason why. Because if you've already decided staying, what are you going to do if your heart's not here? But you hear me and hear me well. If you faint and walk away, you're going to miss some things. You're going to miss some things. If I faint and walk away, you know what? I could walk away tonight. I could. I could go pastor another church tonight. But I'm going to miss some things. And you know what's going to happen, Brother Bailey? Not long after I'm there, I'm going to get frustrated. You ever met somebody that just can't stay at a job? They're here, they're there, they're everywhere. (laughs) They get frustrated, so they go somewhere else. And you know what happens when they get there? They get frustrated. And you know what happens? They leave. You know what happens when they get there? They get frustrated. Because nobody's perfect. We're just a bunch of imperfect people. So we learn to deal with our frustrations and to not allow our frustrations to make us faint at church, but allow God to refocus on what really matters. And that's that we have received mercy from Him. And we put our frustrations to the side. And you know what we do? We put our hand back on the plow and we just keep plowing.